0: Welcome to your Circle of Influence podcast with your hosts, Dr. Monica Ogando and Amy Walker. Hello, everyone. Happy New Year. Welcome back to the present moment. Welcome back to your Circle of Influence. I am your co host, Dr. Monica Ogando.
1: And I'm Amy Walker
0: and we are so delighted that you are here I almost feel like the favorite cousin that went away to college and then came back from home and then was like oh my God where have you been <laughs> where so where did they
1: go where did they go you know what was amazing though is people kept listening every single month people were listening to past right. episodes I was like oh my gosh we got to come back because you people are like loyal and we want to create more content
0: Whoa. for you so that's what we're talking about today we're talking about where have we been What have we been up to? Uh, What brought us back? What's the update on all of that? Because a lot of times, um, you know, life kind of throws a loop and you need to regroup or several Mm -hmm. and you need to regroup. And how do you get back on track when you have been off track? So let's jump right into it. Amy, what's been going on with you?
1: Well, I have to say it was a big year last year. I know both of us had a lot of stuff going on in our lives and in our businesses, So my life lessons learned, my oldest son, uh, moved out and went on his two-year mission. He's serving for a church and, uh, I never have felt like a piece of my heart was so removed and on the outside, (laughs) it was the strangest, saddest experience. Um, funerals for grandparents Mm -hmm. and one of our best business years ever. And, you know, when we, uh, took our Took our break, took our pause for the podcast. Both of us were kind of at a point where we had a lot going on and we had to look at it and say, okay, what is the best thing that we can do to honor ourselves and our goals? And some things needed to be put on pause. Yes. So we did pause the podcast for a minute. Mm-hmm. And I I have to say it was so needed at that time, allowed me to kind of regroup and finish or uh, focus on finishing out the year strong yeah. and being able to you know get set up for this year. So it was good, but I definitely missed it. And I'm really happy to be back.
0: Me too. I'm glad glad that you're back and I'm happy to be back as well. For me, what has been happening, well, you know this just because you've kind of been walking through it with me. But the Mm -hmm. entire, I think maybe the past 18 months have been a time for me to step back out of the business, put some things on automatic, which I'm so thankful that I had the time freedom and the financial Mm -hmm. freedom to be able to do that. Cause there were some income streams that fell by the wayside, anything that required my direct attention and labor fell by the wayside. But the things that were automated product sales, you know, investments, et cetera, et cetera, then those things, yeah. um, took the front burners. And, um, it's been a grief time for my family. We mm-hmm. lost in the space of about six months, uh, we lost five people and and none of them due to COVID. I know that for some people it's it's COVID that's been kind of like mm-hmm. the, the death grim reaper in their family and not for, not for us. Um, I had an aunt and an uncle that passed away um, in the summer. And then my brother-in-law passed away in August. And that's when we took our pause. I was like, okay, Amy, hold on. I need to catch my breath right. <laughs> Um. And And that wasn't the end of it because then later on um, yeah, my, so those are three people. And then my father passed away in October. And as any, anybody that knows me knows my father is, you know, the sun, the moon, and the stars. So that gutted me. And then a, a, de- a good friend of mine from college passed away, um, a few weeks after that. So I was just kind of like, okay, you know what life fine bench me. Okay. Let me sit down. Let me catch my breath. Um, and I think that this society does not allow room. For the shadow right. side of our of our yeah. life, for the grief part, the sad part. It's almost like out of the all the dark emotions, uh, um, you probably have heard of that book about healing through the dark emotions. Out of all the dark emotions, anger is the most preferred one in this mm-hmm. society. But sadness is not.
1: Right. It's like you're supposed to just be able to go through turmoil and then jump back up and get right back into your flow of things, Mm -hmm. which I saw you do a lot, you know, like I saw you still keep moving, Mm -hmm. but there is a, there's only so much that you have to give and, and time needs to go into not just, and I saw you step in and take care of your family and take care of all the things, you know, like time needs to be dedicated to that, but also, You have to allow space for yourself to move through the process. Otherwise, you just end up experiencing it later. It's like you just prolong yes, that's how right. long it's going to keep is exactly you what
0: happened to me. So uh, in the middle of all of that, I took a group of people to a sacred mystery school tour in Egypt in September. At the end of September, on the way back from Egypt, I got COVID. Mm-hmm. And that was the last week of my father's life. Okay, I'm about to get emotional, Amy, because I'm reliving some of this stuff. Um. I was so sick. And I was so I felt like just, I'm out. I'm out for the count. I, I can't please don't put me back in, coach. Mm-hmm. I need to sleep. And my sister and my mom were like, I don't know. I think you need to come over. And I was like, I I'm concerned that I'm gonna that I'm still contagious. I'm concerned that I'm gonna get you guys sick. My mother is immunocompromised. I don't wanna put you at risk as well. My sister still has to deal with two little babies at home. You know, her sons are um now Eight and five. Please tell me that uh, we don't have that. I have more time. And my mom's like, "No, we don't." If you mm-hmm. can get here, get here. So I got back. I flew back to Florida from home in Atlanta, and um, and I I could barely hug my father because mm-hmm. first of all, he was emaciated. This is this is literally the last week of his life. He's in and out of consciousness, and I don't want to make it worse by giving him something that's really gonna flatten everything. Right um but we spent a lot of time talking and we spent a lot of time um just being in each other's presence and a lot of eye contact there's Mm -hmm. so much that you can communicate Mm
1: -hmm. with
0: someone you love through just eye contact and um i'm so glad that we that i went because i had been telling my husband oh my gosh after egypt i promise i'm gonna be home And we're going to be able to spend the fall and the winter together. And then to come back from Egypt and be like, I'm leaving right back. And he was like, what? Mm -hmm. (laughs) The only reason why he didn't give me a harder time about it was because he knew what was at stake. He knew that, you know, this was, this was some of my father's last moments. And indeed it was. And I, I'm so thankful that I, you know, stood my ground on that because it, had I missed it, I would have probably resented my husband for the rest of my life. Um. And so these are the kinds of like in the moment decisions that you have to make for your business, for your career, for your well-being. Um, I felt like me getting COVID at the end of September was a way of God saying, sit down, I said.
1: (laughs) And be still.
0: And be still. And so having lost my dad thereafter, about a week after, and then losing my friend a few weeks after that, it was like, okay, I get it. Silence, quiet, sitting Mm -hmm. down. It's official. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: My, so my grandmother passed from COVID last year as well, and I got to go out and be with her, uh, kind of during her final winding down phase as well. And yeah. there's such a sacredness that. around yeah. that space right before someone transitions mm-hmm. that it it changes you and it forever is a part of your experience that, you know, they get to welcome you into life and you get to welcome them out of life. Yeah. and um, it really, I, I felt like I got into back just right back to work all quickly, you know, like right back to life, right back to work. And I didn't give myself a lot of time to process. And then, but we did not have her funeral right away either, mm-hmm. because it was the height of COVID nobody yeah. wanted to travel. And so we didn't actually have her funeral until right about the time when your grandpa was passed or your dad was passing. It was in um, August. And that, so I, I dropped my son off and said goodbye to him for his mission. And I drove to my grandma's memorial. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was like, I, I had a really similar, not similar cause it's different, but it was just like that moment of realizing I've got to give myself some space to feel this and to yes. be in this place and to ed, like admit that I'm really not okay, okay. right now, you yeah. know, like I'm, I'm really this is a hard moment for me. And normally Monica, when, fate, when I'm in that place, I force myself to push through it. Mm-hmm. And this was one of the first times where I was like, no, I'm just going to let some things pause and I'm going to set some things down. And I'm going to honor the fact that I need some time. I need to process. I need to, and I know like my son is fine, you know, like he's healthy, he's fine. He's happy. He's good. It's not a death. I don't know why it felt so traumatic to say goodbye to my first son and have him move out, but like, it felt big to me. It felt big to me. And I, I am grateful for the journey that I went on that last year and really embracing and studying feminine leadership and meeting with other powerful feminine leaders and mm-hmm. allowing myself to be in that space where I don't have to go into the masculine and just push and fight through, That's exactly, but just to like surrender to the feminine and say, what do I need? Yes. I need nurture. And yes. who's going to give it to me? Me.
0: <laughs> yes. You know, I always joke around with you about my one of my favorite quotes from A Course in Miracles is, I don't know what anything is for. And in, you only know it in hindsight. And even then, that requires a certain level of reflection and self-awareness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of people see a lot of things in hindsight and they still don't get it. Um, but who knew that us starting a podcast in the middle of a pandemic cuz we launched it in May of 2020 um and being around all of these powerful six and seven figure women entrepreneurs leaders in their own right with their own achievements with their own peaks and valleys peaks and valleys um that then hosting cuz we hosted several virtual circles of influence mm-hmm. with them where they made yeah. connections and they business and exchanges and transactions and so forth but also relationships that were built right that that level of creating an environment creating a con- community where we can be in our bigness we can be in our greatness and still um allow others to witness us in our vulnerabilities and in our softness et cetera, et cetera. that that was going to be you know an anchor for us to hang on to when we needed to pause ourselves you know mm-hmm. i mean I, i'm getting emotional now just thinking about it i'm thinking about for example kayla from her hey kayla um <laughs> you know she and we'll talk about this in a future episode where we talk about you know the feminine workflow is is cyclical it's seasonal it is goes through phases mm-hmm. as do men but men are far more linear and the masculine energy is far more linear so it looks like a ramp up for masculine mm-hmm. energy whereas for for a feminine energy it looks like a circle and goes and it doesn't yeah. mean that the downward spiral means you're failing it just means you're entering a darker more inward journey and so um so I'm thankful acknowledge you for allowing yourself to, to, to enter that space. I'm also acknowledging you and thanking you for allowing me to enter that space because Lord knows I needed it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think our friendship and our business relationship has thrived because of it. I know that when you and I started this conversation we said, okay, the best way to plan for the best time to plan for divorce is when you're about to get married. So what does it look like (laughs) for (laughs) us to not want to work with each other, for us to not be, you know, to be at odds, et cetera. And we talked about all of that. And it's not like we were at odds. It's just that you were going through your stuff. I was going through my stuff. And it was like, I, we both said, we just need some space.
1: Yeah, the best way that we could support each other was to give ourselves a, a pause, you That's know? Nice. Um, and I, I want to acknowledge this because I I do think that there's really nobody who's come out of this pandemic without loss, mm-hmm. right? Like everybody's lost something. Yeah. Um, some people have lost what they feel like is, you know, their personal freedoms. Some people mm-hmm. have lost. Um, the 20 year anniversary trips they had planned. Some people have lost family members. Some people have lost revenue. Some people have lost their whole businesses. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody has, or even just experiences, you know, like I, I get sad sometimes for my children, for all of the things that they lost. My, my oldest lost this whole senior year, you know, like yeah, right. no prom, no graduation, <laughs> yeah. no senior trip, no senior skip day, like none of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I, I do think that we've been in this like heavy space where, um, we've absorbed a lot and we are so resilient as women and as, you know, especially high power women, we're so resilient that we find ways to evolve. We find ways to move. We keep things going. But one thing that I have found is that there is always a spot where it catches up to you if you don't process. And this is what I'm noticing in a lot of my A lot of my friends who are six and seven figure women is that they, in the moment of crisis, they pivoted, they twisted, they adjusted, they kept moving, they figured it out. And now they're feeling like the residual catch up to them. Like, oh, but- I did go through a really hard experience. I didn't really process it. And now here it is. And it, it, it must be acknowledged. It must be dealt with. And so I'd love to, if we can kind of give our listeners in our last few minutes here, um, if we can give them some tips of how to do that, how do you um, give yourself the time and space to process hard experiences and still be able to, you know, progress because neither of us like I had my best year in business ever. So we yeah. still created good things, right? Like yeah, you still had a very profitable year, even yeah. though all these things were going on. So do you have a couple tips on yeah. how to process and not feel like the whole world is falling apart?
0: Yeah. So the first one for me is to be honest about where I am. And the prerequisite for that is to drop resistance,
1: because a lot of times
0: we're resisting that we're going through loss we're resisting that things have changed because we, we don't like it we don't want it we don't want it like this i don't want that my father's dying i don't want that my brother-in-law right, is right. you know whatever so so we have to first drop that resistance that's the prerequisite and then secondly get honest about what's happening and i think one of the one of the things that i love and celebrate about our friendship and our connection is that we were able we've it's never been like a request i don't have to request the space to be honest it just mm-hmm. exists and um, so, so we did that. That's the first thing. And then the second thing I think is to make powerful requests. Don't assume that the person knows what you need, because even you, your needs change in the moment. There may be some times when I need to talk something out and just brain dump and just kind of like hear myself talk through some stuff. And then there's sometimes when I'm just like, I, I don't need to hear you talk, and I don't want to talk either. Can we just breathe together, (laughs) you know? So be very conscious and deliberate about making powerful requests in that way. And three is give people the space to, I mean, a request is not an order. It's not a demand. It's not a command. One of the most acceptable ways to answer a request is to say no. Right. Mm-hmm. People can say yes to a request can say no to a request or could even counteroffer. I can't do that, but I can do this. Right. Yeah. So give people the space to be able to do that. And that means that that person is not your channel to have that request met. So you still have a request and you still have a need. Go get it met.
1: Mm-hmm. This person
0: might not be the one to meet it, but you still have it and you're entitled to your own needs and you get to have what you need. Um So those
1: would be the my top three. Um, awesome. I love them. You stole one of mine. One (laughs) of mine was going to be to really acknowledge what you need and ask for it too. Mm -hmm. Um, I will also add just a couple things in here. I think that there is wisdom in minimalism. Mm -hmm. And so when you're going through a lot you need to minimize as much as possible and it's yeah. almost like your body your soul your mind needs to conserve its energy and it only has so much output to give and mm-hmm. because the output is going to so many different places you there there's so many things that i work on normally because i know in you know 2 years 3 years it's going to make a difference right like we're always working ahead well sometimes this is a moment to just say it is okay if i just work on what's here You know, like it's okay if I work on what's here, but here's the part that I want to connect to it and also have the faith that this moment of me attending to the things that I need to attend to is not taking away from my future. That's, I think, sometimes the fear is if I stop, if I pause, if I slow down, I'm Mm -hmm. going to be somehow taking away from my future. But Mm -hmm. I mean, what is more important than us really dedicating time to our families? Nothing, Mm -hmm. right? There's literally nothing more important than that. And there is a Whether you believe in a faith context um, or whether you believe in karma or whatever it is, when you are aligned and you're in the right place and you're being present with where your life is currently at, mm-hmm. that opens up opportunities that you can't currently see. Yeah. So I, I'm a big believer in having faith that I'm not getting derailed, but that I am instead at the perfect place mm-hmm. at the perfect time, having the perfect experiences for my perfect good, because I believe in a perfect God that creates alignment in all things. And I think that Let is- the church say, amen. <laughs> And I think that's, that's for me, the, the place that I, I really had to get to is just, this is the right thing. I, I remember having to say that when my babies were little and I, you know, they're so all consuming and I had so many things to do and it's so not productive to snuggle, but to just be like, this is the most important thing that I'm supposed to be doing right now. This is it. So plug in, enjoy it. This is the most important thing and um, have faith that all things are going to come together. Oh,
0: I love that. If I could just jump on what you just said and and part of being present for me, sometimes it got so basic. You, you speak about minimalism. It got so basic to where I literally had to talk myself through what I was doing because mm-hmm. it felt so tragic when I stopped and interpreted some of the stuff that was happening. Um, you know, my brother-in-law and I call him brother in love, just because th- there was no law in our connection. Um, but my sister's husband, Was young, you know, he was 45 when he passed away and he left behind two young sons who adore him to this day, of course. Right. And sometimes to witness somebody losing, I mean, he was athletic, he was go getter, he was Mm -hmm. social butterfly in my family. He was always like trying to connect people and make sure that people were taken care of when when the housing crisis happened in 2008 as a real estate lawyer he was giving pro bono you know what i mean like he's just kind of like salt of the earth type of guy Mm in athletic and soccer every weekend and so excuse me not soccer football he would have my head if i said soccer (laughs) um and so to witness this person who's just so full of life just diminish into a, a a shred of himself was heartbreaking that he lost motor skills and the ability to speak eventually. And, he, and, and ultimately what took his life was his ability to breathe. His, his muscles, mm-hmm. his respiratory muscles were down. Um, and it's just tragic. The life that my sister planned, right? Like meeting the love of your life, having, getting married, having these children, starting this life together, all of that snuffed out by ALS, which is a very, very cruel and brutal disease. But at the time, all I'm doing is preparing something for him to eat. Mm-hmm. All I'm doing is just changing the baby's diaper. All I'm doing is taking, you know, Kabir to his Kuman lessons or his school or whatever. whatever. All that's happening mm-hmm. right now is this, because that's kind of how I got myself step by step. Otherwise, it would have been like, I'm in the middle of my tragedy and I can't uh-huh. take it. And so I had to kind of like de- describe what was happening without my interpretations or my feelings about it. All that's happening is you're getting in the car and driving a child to school and and that allowed me to to manage my own feelings about it and to stay in the present moment to your point and and to your point uh, also understanding that the god that gave me a vision is also going to give me the mechanism to have it happen yeah you know i don't i don't serve a sadistic god it's going to be like here you go vision and you can't do anything about it ah! that's not <laughs> the kind of god <laughs> you
1: know what i mean right
0: so it helps to remember that it's like okay come on stop playing tricks on yourself
1: yes absolutely well, we so appreciate all of you being with us, being a part of our journey. Um, you know, We love you and we're happy to be back and we're happy to be here to create conversations that are going to be real and help us get to our higher levels so that we can not just be better in business, but also be a better version of ourselves. So thank you for being with us and for staying. And now you get to hear the first episode of We're Back. I feel like we just need to be like, we're back. Yes. Isn't there, isn't there
0: a song, is a sitcom that says, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Is that welcome back, Cotter? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I'm telling my age. Somebody, <laughs> somebody knows. Somebody that's listening to this podcast, to this, they know, Bagnabbit, what the song is. Put it in the comments. Let me know. Put it in the comments. My, my musical Tourette's will not leave me in peace until I find out. That's funny.
1: Well, thank you so much for being with us. Um, If you're new here to the podcast, subscribe, uh, leave us a comment, connect Mm -hmm. with us. You can Mm -hmm. connect with me on Instagram at Amy Walker coach and Monica Ogando at Instagram also. And we look forward to seeing you back again. Thank you so much. Thanks everybody. Talk to you soon.